Hi, I'm Stacy Hyde and I'm back with another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less. And today I'd like to talk a little bit about what a lot of us are feeling. Um, it's been a rough year for a lot of reasons. The inflation is at record highs and everything is costing more from the grocery store to gas to rent. Um, mortgage rates have doubled since the first of the year and that's made it very, very difficult on a lot of families. And you tie that to what's going on with your investment accounts or your 401k and it just feels pretty awful. I'm not even going to pretend it doesn't feel that way. But what I would ask you to focus on a little bit more is things that you can control. For example, if you have an after-tax investment account, maybe you invested on the Robinhood app or you have some money in a Fidelity account or something and there's a stock that you bought maybe during the pandemic, it went up and it was great and then it came back down and now you're wondering why did I ever buy that in the first place? Well, if you have that loss, it, you can go ahead and sell that stock and you can take that loss against other gains that you might have or up to $3,000, you can use that to reduce your taxable income at the end of the year. So while it's never fun to admit kind of defeat that oh, maybe that wasn't such a good idea, it is nice to have that tax savings and to move forward. Um, if you've got investments in an IRA, those losses are not going to help you. But if you wouldn't buy that same stock again today, go ahead and sell it. And our advice generally is to not gamble with your investments and buying individual stocks while they can pay off very well it's more like gambling for most people and we encourage you to buy broad investments that take advantage of big chunks of the market large cap stocks small cap stocks mid-sized company stocks international emerging markets um, fixed income we generally recommend higher quality fixed income. And you can do that and you can have a diversified portfolio by owning five or six index funds or exchange traded funds. And that's really gonna give you the best chance going forward of sort of matching what the markets are doing, but without taking outsized risks. Because when you own an individual stock or a sliver of the market, say a sector, you are increasing your chances that it could go up, but you also are increasing your chances that it could be catastrophically bad. And the markets um, have enough risk um, without wanting to take unnecessary risk. And so if you work for an employer where you can buy the company stock, a lot of people will do that. Or if you're fortunate enough to get restricted stock units or stock options, you're going to wind up with some of your company stock anyway. And that's okay. You just want to not let that get to be too big a portion of your total net worth. You want to diversify that out. But back to how we're likely all feeling. Um, one of the things that I tell people to do is 
If looking at your 401k statement or looking at your investment statements upset you, don't look. You know enough, you're a smart person, you know enough by just listening to what's going on in the markets to know that it's likely down. If you picked those investments, you picked those funds uh, with the thought of, I just am gonna need this when I get ready to retire, and you're two to 30 years away from retirement, it's really all noise at this point. You know, if you're six months from retirement, that's another story, but you still may not want to do anything. It may just mean that you are going to be slower to tap those investments and you're gonna live on maybe some money that you wisely had in your bank accounts. So that's what I wanna to get to there is try not to focus on what is going down and what is bad. It, it doesn't help and you can't change anything. And so what I would encourage you to do is focus on what you can do. Find places where you can save money. Look ahead, the holidays are coming up. Go ahead and set a budget for your holiday spending. And maybe you, for Thanksgiving, you ask more people to bring something or Venmo you some money to pay for the ham and the turkey because that's gonna cost more this year. So if you plan ahead for those things and ask other folks to pitch in and help, um, that can really help you with your overall situation. And you're not, because the key thing about Thanksgiving, it's my favorite holiday. Everybody's together. There's generally not any drama. It's just food and some football and, you know, sitting around in a turkey coma later in the day. Um, and then Christmas, you want to make sure that you're not overspending because especially with interest rates going up, rates are going to be higher on those credit card bills if you don't get them all paid off every time. So maybe you go back to the coupon books you did as a kid and offer to, you know, take your parents shopping, do something for them around the house. I know I spend a ton of time, uh, operating as my parents' personal uh, technology consultant. So there's things you can do in that nature that's really gonna help them, but it's not gonna add to your stress. So try to disconnect from what's giving you stress, focus on spending quality time with people that you care about, because at the end of the day, that's gonna make you feel better. And focus on getting outside, enjoying this cooler weather, and spending time with your friends and family. Um, on that note, this has been another episode of Better Financial Health in 15 Minutes or Less, and I'm Stacy Hyde.